Let's begin. Good morning. Today's daf is Samech Beis. Today's daf is Samech Beis. We're going to start Samech Aleph Amud Beis. So we actually have a lot to do today. We left off 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15. 15 lines up from the bottom. A lot to do. Ten Rabbanan. The Lakach Nidama Asham. So I remember the Pasik says over here, the Pasik says Vayikach. Um, I'm sorry. V'lakach midama asham. Excuse me. So the pasuk says v'lakach akoin midama asham. V'nasan akoin al tunuch ozen amitahera yimanis. V'albohen yadoha yimanis. V'abon ragla yimanis. See here, the Torah is referring once again to the offering of the mitzora. So the Torah says the following: V'lakach midama asham. Yachol b'kli. Remember again, we spoke about the the mitzora applications yesterday on his earlobe, and then afterwards, ultimately on his big toe as well. So the Gemara says the following. Yochel, you might have thought, Yochel Bikli, you might have thought that you're supposed to receive the blood in a utensil. Talmud Lomar Vinnosan, but the Pasik says the coin will apply it. Manasina Ba'atzmo Shal Kohen, just like the actual application is done with the hands of the Kohen. Aflikicha Ba'atzmo Shal Kohen, so to Rabbi say what? The actual receiving of the blood is done with the hands of the Kohen. So also what the Gemara seems to be suggesting over here is that for the Mitzorah, for the mitzvah, the coin will actually go ahead and receive the dam, not just not in a kli, but rather in his hand. Yochol aflim is I might have thought that this is true even for the blood that is going to be applied on the mizbeach. Talmud lomar ki kechatos ha'ashamu. So therefore, the Torah says kechatos ha'asham. That ultimately, again, that the kechatos ha'asham, that the asham is treated like the chatos. What does that mean? Ma chatos to unakli. Just as the chatos requires a kli, a kli shares, af asham ta'un kli. So to the asham requires a kli. So both sides, so which one is it? Is the coin receiving the blood in his hands or is he receiving it in a kli? To which the Gemara says both. Nim says, ato omer asham mitzorah shnei kohanim mekabim estamo. Therefore it turns out, both say that the asham for the mitzorah, two kohanim have to be involved in receiving the blood. Echad biyad, one receives it in his hand. The echad bekli, one receives it in the utensil. The one who the coin who received the blood in his hand, excuse me, in the kli, ultimately takes that blood for sprinkling purposes on the mizbeach. And the coin who received the blood in his hands, he takes it to the mitzora to do the blood applications on the earlobe and on the big toe of the mitzora. Tanan Hassan, we learn there. The Rabbi Shimon. So we'll say, listen to this. So now, go back, look at Rashi for just a moment. The Kulam and Tamin Begadim, Rashi says, Kalaparim Vahasirim Hashinuim Bimishna Senu Kabinish Pachadon. So we'll say, now we're going back to the case that we spoke about yesterday, or as you see, for the last couple of days, which is the situation of where um, I'm offering, the Kohen Gadol is offering the blood on Yom Kippur, and what happens? The blood spills. So what happens in the event that the blood spills? You have to go ahead and shecht another animal. So now the Gemara says, so now the Gemara says the following, look at Rashi. So, all the cows and all of the goats that are offered in our Mishnah, so listen to this. So the halacha is, let's say in a normal case, so you have one par and two seirim. But remember again, only one of those seirim is being offered up in the base of Mekdash. The other one will go la'azazel, which we'll speak about next parak. So the idea is after you go ahead and you shech the animal, 
So remember, these are not typical carbonos. So you go ahead and actually you burn the carcasses of the animal in a place outside of the Beis HaMikdash. So not, what the Gemara is quoting over here is actually quoting the Mishnah that says that let's say you have to shecht numerous animals because let's say the blood keeps on spilling. So every carcass of every animal that you have to shecht for the purpose of the blood service is essentially treated the same. Namely, it's taken out and it's burned in what's called the Beis Hadeshen. That's number one. And number two, it is mitame, it is mitame, the clothing of the person who transports it. So again, I will say the novelty over here is that every, as many animals as you need to go ahead and complete the blood service, those animals are all treated in a sacrificial <coughs> way the same way. That's, that's the opinion of Rabbi Lazar B'Shemin. The Chachamim say, Ein mitamin begadim, ve'ein nisrafen abeis hadashen, ela ha'acharon. And the Chachamim Rabbos say, what? No, not true. The only animal carcass that has to be taken out to the Beis Hadashen, and the only carcass that is mitame, those who transport it, is which one? Is the last one. Why, Rabbos? I remember this goes back to the Machlokes yesterday. Because what's the fundamental Machlokes? Remember, in the event that the blood spills. So what do the Chachamim say? You have to start. <laughs> you have to start all over again. Right? What do Rebbe Lozer and Rebbe Shimon say? You pick up from where you left off. So both say, now this makes sense. So according to Rebbe Lozer and Rebbe Shimon, who say you pick up from where you left off, every single animal, every single animal is vested with sanctity because every single animal has done something in the blood service. According to the Chachamim, no. It's only the last one that does the entire complete blood service that is sacrificially significant, but the rest are not. Therefore, the only one you have to take out to the base Hadeshin to burn, the only one that transmits Tumah is the last animal, because that is the animal that's used for the full blood service. So we'll say, now here's the interesting, here's the interesting question. So remember again, let's go to the case of the goats for just a moment. So remember again, if you have blood, if let's so so let's say, let's play this out. So they, they, they have the two goats, one is going la azazel, one is going la Hashem. And you're about to sprinkle the blood. La Hashem. I'm sorry. So now so now what happens? The blood spills. The blood spills. So much is saying good. Remember, in order to go ahead and get a new seir la Hashem, you can't just pick out a new seir la Hashem. What do you have to do? You have to do a new goro. You have to do a new lottery. So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, he says, Oh, you have to do a whole nother goal. Now, now this poses a whole nother issue, which is what? So now let's play this out. What do you do? So potentially now you have multiple goats, La Azazel, right? Because remember, Rabosai. Remember, this whole time we've only been focusing on what you're doing with the goat La Hashem. The whole goat La Zazel is ready to go out. We'll discuss exactly where it's going to go. But it goes out somewhere to the wilderness. So now both say, if you spill the Dam La Hashem and you have to do another Goral, that means now you have two Si'irim La Azazel. If you spill it, if you have a clumsy coin, you spill it repeated times, you could have Mamish, a whole herd of Azazel goats. What do you mean? I mean, you always have to do the lottery again. Right, but you need another goat for the other side also. That's the main one. You need another goat for the Correct, correct. That is correct. So the Gemara says, so what do you do? So the Gemara, how many goats do you send out to Azazel? What do you think? You send out the whole herd? Now, we'll say, obviously, that, that's kind of like, what, what he's saying is, obviously, you can't send them all out. And Rashi points out, mm-hmm. the Torah itself talks about the idea that there's one seat, 
top of Samach Beis. So the said, "Whoa, you want to say that the Chis Edro Sorif?" But yet, here's what's interesting. So Rava responds to this, and Rava says, "Rav Nachman, you know, you want to say we can't send out a whole herd, but yet we burn a whole herd." And I've said, "What that means is, according to the opinion of Rabbi Lazar of Shimon, according to the opinion of Rabbi Lazar of Shimon." Remember, remember that you are taking out, if let's say again, you keep on shechting in the Sir La Hashem, or you keep on shechting different paros, so then remember, pardon, what, end up, end up, what ends up happening is you end up taking out multiple animal carcasses to the base Hadesh and to be burned. So what Rav's response to so Rav Nachman says, you can't send out more than one Sir La Zaza because there's only one Sir that's supposed to be sent. Rubber responds, that's true, but there's also only supposed to be one seer and one par that's taken out to the base Hadeshin to be burned. And yet, what did we just establish? At least according to Rabbi Lezer Shimon, that's not necessarily the case. To which, to which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Hasam lo ksiv oso. Hacham ksacha ksiv oso. Here's the difference, Rabbi Osei. That by the seer la'azazel, the Torah says, l'shalach oso la'azazel. The Torah says, you shall send it. So the Torah itself clearly indicates that what? There is only one seir that is sent la'azazel. The Torah, however, does not give that limitation by what? By the par and by the seir that ultimately have to be burnt by the base hadeshen. So there is an exclusionary word by seir la'azazel that is not there by the par and the seir. But I will say, obviously, the question remains, which is what? Which is, which goat are you sending out la'azazel? Right? So that, that, the Imar is not going to deal with that right now because actually that's going to be the topic of the next parak. But here's what we've established, at least according to, according to the Chachamim. The Chachamim will hold that, so the Chachamim will say, so there are two things that Chachamim hold. Number one, number one, which is actually had the Raman Paskins, that we pass like the Chachamim in general, that if the blood spilled, if the blood spilled, you have to start the whole blood service over. So that's how we Paskin. You don't, we, don't pay, we don't pass like Rebbe Lezer Rebbe Shimon that you pick up from the middle. We Paskin, you have to do the whole thing again. So that leads into beautifully this second part as well, which is, that's why the only animal that you'll have to take out to the base Hadeshin to be burned is which animal? The last one. Because that's the one that was actively used for the blood service, and that's the one that will be Matami Begadim as well. It's also clear that at the end of the day, everyone agrees that you're only sending out one Seir La'azazel, even if you have multiple Seirim. Now, which one you send, and what you do with the other ones, we'll, we'll actually see in the next parak. So you, you start over completely, or you just start over that unit? Just, just the unit that you're That's what we saw in the previous right. mission. Just the unit that you're in. Correct. So let's say if, you, if, you're, if you're doing on the parochas, if you're doing the parochas, you don't have to go back into the Kodesh HaKadosh. We just begin from the beginning of the parochas. Itmar. Rav Papi Mishmei Dirava, Amar Rishon Mishaleach, Rav Sini Mishmei Dirava, Amar Achra Mishaleach. So now they actually discuss which goat we should send. Okay, so now we've established we're only going to send one Sila Zazel. Who gets to go? The goats aren't lining up, by the way. Right? Who, who, who gets to go? So Rav Papi says the name of Rava. We send the first one. Right? Meaning we keep the first Seir La'azazos from the first unit. That's the one that sent La'azazos. Rav Simi Mishnei the Rava says, no, we send the Acharon. We send the last one. Bishlama Rav Simi Bar'ashim Mishmei the Rava Dama Achra Mishaleach. So it makes sense, according to Rav Simi, who says <coughs> that we send the last one. Why? So Kasavar Ho'il V'gamar Bo Kapara. So we'll say, to send the last Seir, La'azazel makes sense. Why? Because that last Seir is related to what? Is related to the Seir La'ashem that was used to complete the blood service. Right? And you know, we'll say, 
That's true, whether you like the Chachamim or like Rebbe Lazar of Shimon. Meaning, at the end of the day, the last Seir Lahashem that was brought is the one that either according to Chachamim you did the entire blood service with, or according to Rebbe Shimon you finished off the blood service with. So it makes sense that you're going to use the last, so just like you use the last Seir Lahashem to finish out the Kapara, you'll use the last Seir Lahazaza for Kapara as well. Elorat Papi Mishmei, excuse me, Elorat Papi my Kasover. I, but according to Rav in the name of Rava, what does he hold? Why does he hold that you use the first Seir La'azazal? So both this is very interesting. So he says, Sarvala Krabiosi, Dara Mitzvah Rishon. He holds the Krabiosi, and Rabiosi generally holds the concept that you do the mitzvah, any particular mitzvah, should be done with the first item designated for the mitzvah. Okay, so Rabbi Yossi is a, is, a, is a subscriber to the idea first. So the first year that you have, the first year you have, you should use the first, don't pass over the first. This maybe perhaps is a derivative of the concept of Ein Ma'avir and Allah Mitzvos, that an opportunity that comes, so whatever was designated as the first, that which, that's what you should use. So the Gemara says, hey Rabbi Yossi, which, which position of Rabbi Yossi are you exactly are you referring to? If you want to say it's Rabbi Yossi of Kupos, you also see now the Gemara is going to quote the Mishnah from Shkalim. So it's actually good Chazara. So what do we learn in Shkalim? This is not Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says, Shalosh Kupos, Shalosh, Shalosh Sin, Shebahen Terminus Halish Krabos. There were three collection boxes that held the half shekels. That held the half shekels. And each of them contained, were able to contain a volume of three saw. Look at Rashi. Es Halishka, Sheshlichu Lusocha Shkalim. This is not the actual collection boxes that people deposited money into. This was after the money was removed from the shofros. They were placed in these boxes, these larger boxes, and money was withdrawn from these boxes to purchase communal offerings. And what happens? And they wrote... They wrote on these boxes, remember again, I will say, in the Mishnah Masech Shkalim, we saw that according to some, they used the uh, Alpha, Beta, Gamma. E- either way, either way, they labeled these particular, they labeled these particular boxes. The Tanya, and I, Rabbi Yossi, says, why do you have to label the boxes? Why do you have to label the boxes? So the Gemara says, Leida Ezemehen Nitrama Rishon. And Rabbi Yossi says, why? Because Rabbi Yossi, I remember, not, you can't withdraw all the money simultaneously. Remember, so money was deposited in the shofros by the people, and then the money was taken from the shofros and transported into these larger boxes. So what would happen is they'd fill up the Aleph box first, they'd fill up the base box second, and the Gimel box third. Rabbi Yossi says, we label the boxes to know what? to know which one was filled up in which order, and in order to tell us, therefore, that when withdrawing money for the sake of purchasing Karbanos Sibor, we should take money from the Aleph box first. Why? Why? Mitzvah Berishon. Because what do you see from here? That it is a mitzvah to do the... To do, it, is, it is important to perform the mitzvah with the first item you had at your mitzvah disposal. Therefore, again, the Gemara is going to suggest that Lemaise, again, this is why... Raf Papi says that the first, the first Seir La'azazel is the one ultimately that is sent out. So the Gemara says, well, that's not a good raya. Dilma be'idno des chazoi kamaisa, lois chazoi basraisa. Both say, that's not necessarily true. Why? Because maybe at the time when you removed the money from the first box, there was not yet money in the second box. Look at Rashi. Be'idno des chazoi kupa kamaisa lahakrimimenu, lois chazoi basraisa, shari shona nearest lahakrava, Mishinitrama Avasir Shalzug Rishon Lo Nira 
Lishloach at Shegamro Kamatanal. So I'm supposed to listen to this. Someone says, maybe the Shkalom case is not a good case. Why? Because understand, when the Kwanim are moving the money, let's say from the Shofros to these big boxes, so you, they can't move, they're not moving all of the money simultaneously, which means that they're actively taking the money for Kupa Aleph before they're taking the money for Kupa Bays and Kupa Gimel. So here, what you've done is you've actively designated money for Kupa Aleph before there's even any money for Kupa Bays and Kupa Gimel. So perhaps in that kind of case, everybody would agree that what? Everybody would agree that you should use Kupa Aleph first because Kupa Aleph literally comes into existence before the money of any of the other Kupos do. However, look at Rashi. When does the Seir La'azazel really become activated? When does it really become activated? Only once the Seir La'ashem is done. Because remember, as we will see, the Seir La'azazel is only sent out after all the blood applications are complete. So as much as we designated the Seir La'azazel a little bit early on, it doesn't really become activated until the blood service is complete. If that's the case, then maybe the Seir La'azazel that should be activated is which one? Is the last one. Because it's only, it's only after the last Seir Hashem. Again, on both sides, it doesn't matter. Either, either according to the Chachamim, where you're doing the entire blood service. Again, or according to the Lezer Shimon, you're only picking up from where you left off. The point is, the Seir Hashem only becomes activated when the blood service is done. If that's the case, then just like the Seir, then therefore, it should be the last Seir Azazel that is the real one that is sent out. Ella Rabiosi de Pesach. So rather, no. When we say that Rav Papi, who holds that you use the first Seir Mishaleach, Excuse me, the first year, La'azazel. Holds like Rabbi Yossi, who holds the first. It's Rabbi Yossi of Pesach. What did Rabbi Yossi of Pesach say? This none. And also, we have this in Pesachim as well. Hamafresh Pischom. Somebody separated, designated an animal for carbon Pesach. And what happens? Va'avad. And he lost it. He lost it. And then Rabbi said, the obligation to tie the carbon Pesach to your, door, to your bedpost was only a dinner Pesach Mitzrayim. You don't have to do that in subsequent Pesachim. So I separated out my carbon Pesach. And what happens? It got lost. And the hefrish achar tachtov, I separate out another carbon pesach. The achar kachnim sarishon, and then I find the first one. I both say, when do I find the first one? When do I find it? Obviously, before I shechted the second one. Remember, we, we the gemara spent much time. If you find it after shechita, what do you do with it? This is before I found, before I shechted my carbon pesach, and this is after chatzos, because again, Rashi points out if it's before chatzos, then then neither one has the true designation of carbon pesach. But after Chatzos, so now what happens? Vahari Shnein Omdim. So now I have two carbon Pesachs in front of me, but what's the problem? You can only offer one. There's one carbon Pesach per customer. So what do I do? The truth is, you could offer either one. Whichever one you want, you could offer. Rabbi Yossi Omer, no. Mitzvah Berish. And Rabbi Yossi says, no, you can't offer either one. You have to use the first one. You have to use the first one. Why? Mitzvah Berish. Because the Maisa, again, it is always a mitzvah to use the first item you designated. However, unless, of course, what? Unless, of course, the second animal is a, is a higher quality animal, then the choiciest animal, then you should go ahead and you should go ahead and use that particular animal. So for both sides, the Gemara is suggesting that Rav Papi, Rav Papi, who goes ahead and says that you should use the first Seir La'azazel, is aligning himself with the view of Rabbi Yossi, and apparently Rabbi Yossi of Karban Pesach, who says that when you have two possibilities, always go with the first. I will say, we're not resolving this here, because actually, again, this is going to be the topic of the next parak about what you do in these kind of circumstances <coughs> with your Lazozo. Fine. Hajin Aloch, Hutsiolo.
Yeah, the last statement is also Rabbi Yossi, correct. Even Rabbi Yossi who says that you should always choose the first, but if there's a clear quality difference in second animal, then go with the second. New parak. So now we're going to talk about we did in the earlier parak about the hagrola, about the drawing of the of that the lottery. Now the Gemara is going to talk about the actual quality of the animals themselves. So shnei siyre yom kippurim, the two goats of Yom Kippur, the two goats. Remember, this is the siyur la Hashem and the siyur la Azazel. Mitzvasan sheyihiu shnehen shavin b'mara bekoma ubedamim. They have to be. They have to look the same. Mara, koma. They have to have the same height. Damim, they have to have the same value. The two seirim have to be, to whatever degree possible, identical. And they should be purchased at the same time as well. Okay? So they should be identical. Should be identical. But at the end of the day, if they're not identical, then what? Lemay said the avoda is still good. So we try to have them identical in every way. Appearance, stature, value, and time of purchase. But if they weren't, the, the avod is still good. And furthermore, if you purchased one of them today and one of them tomorrow, it's still kosher. So we'll say now, interesting case. What happens if one of them dies? So we'll say everything depends on when the animal dies. So now again, remember, I've separated out my two, my two sin that are going to go ahead and be my sila Hashem, sila Zazal. So one of them dies. If the, if the one dies before the lottery, before the Hagrala, then what do you do? Yika Zuglushin. That's the easy case. Because they're both like, before the lottery, neither is designated in any specific way. And therefore, what do I need to do? Just purchase another animal. That's why I need to just purchase another animal. However, but what happens if the animal died after the lottery? So I'm say, at this point in time, each animal has its own unique identity. So what do I do? Yavi zug acher. You have to bring another pair of animals. And you have to perform another lottery. They both say these next lines of the Mishnah seem a little bit strange. So, but the Gemara is going to explain. So we're just going to read it now. We'll explain it later on in the Gemara. The Yomar. And you should say the following: Im shal shame meis. If the seir la Hashem died, zesh Allah halav hagoral l'shem yiskayim tachtov. Then this new animal that is chosen l'shem should be instead of it. And if the animal of Azazel died, then this new animal should be instead of it. The reason why this is a strange statement is because, again, the Mishnah just said the moment before that what? That if one of the animals dies, what do you have to do? You have to replace both. You're right. Remember, if you're, 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 you have to replace both because, remember, the whole chap is that these two animals, these two seirim, operate as a unit. They operate as a unit. And here, the Mishnah seems to be saying you're employing some kind of tenai. So the Gemara is going to discuss exactly what this means. However, this last point is important. Vasheni yira achi So we'll say, now here, here's the interesting case. The interesting case is, the interesting case is, what do you do with the second animal? So we'll say, remember, let, so I, I have sir la shem, sir la zazal. I, I picked them out, I did the hagrola, I did the lottery, and now the sir la zazal dies. So now what do I have to do? What do I have to do? I have to take a, I have to do a, get a, two new animals, whole new lottery. What's the problem? 
The problem is I still have a seer la Hashem from the first from the first unit. So what do I do with that? So what the Gemara says over here, what the Mishnah says, excuse me, is that I take, that's what we call the Shani. The Shani is the leftover animal. So I take the Shani and I allow it to graze until it develops a mum. Because I want to say, once it develops a mum, it's no longer usable for sacrificial purposes. And what do I do? I sell it. And I use its money, I use its money ultimately for Nedava, for, for Nedava purposes. She ain't now why is that? I will say now here, here's what's interesting. The Gemara assumes that this is not what I would normally do with this carbon. What would I normally do with this Gemara, with this carbon? Look, look at Rashi for just a moment. <coughs> Actually, we have to read the line. She ain't chatas tzibur mesa because a communal sin offering is not put to death. Now, what does that mean? Look at Rashi. She ain't chatas tzibur mesa. Tichi gemiri chamish chatos biyachid gemiri. The time of farish baharios. But tomorrow, so we'll say listen to this. The Gemara mesachas. We actually discussed this a little bit in passing a couple of weeks ago. There is a concept that if a person had a carbon chatos, we call it chatos yochid, and I lost my carbon chatos, and so I had to go ahead and bring another carbon chatos. And then let's say I offer my, I offer my first carbon chatos, uh, excuse me, I offer my second carbon chatos, and then after I offer my carbon, I find my first carbon chatos. So what do I do with that first carbon chatos that was lost and now found? The halacha is you lock it in a room, and it dies of starvation. It dies of starvation. Don't pull a pita on me over here, all right? So now, so now, the outrage, the outrage. So now, so now, on on video? Yeah, it's on video, yes. So now, so now, now what happens? So now, why is that? Because the halacha is, and again, we'll actually discuss why that is. The halacha is that when you have a carbon chatos, you have an individual who achieved kapara through another animal, the original animal is simply put to death. So I might have thought that t- that, sa- that same standard should apply over here. Because essentially what happened over here, I had a chatos that was set aside for kapara, and now it turns out that I achieved kapara through another animal. So I might have thought the process, therefore, for that animal is what? Lock it in a room, and it dies. And it dies. Kamash on the Mishnah says, no, that concept only applies to individual chatos. It does not apply to chatos atzibor. She'egn chatos atzibor mesa. Therefore, I both say what happens. Therefore, what do we do with it? We let it graze until it develops a mum. Once it develops a mum, I could sell it off. I could sell it off, and I use the money to purchase carbon and dava. On the other hand, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, Thomas. Rabbi Yehuda says, we let it die. Apparently, Rabbi Yehuda says that a chatos tzibor, whose owners ultimately achieved kapara through another carbon, that first carbon is left to die. Okay, we'll see in the Gemara what the nature of the machlokis is. So the Gemara says, uh, nishba, um, I'm sorry. Va'od am Rabbi Yehuda. Furthermore, Rabbi Yehuda said, Nishpa hadam yomos hamishtaleach. Furthermore, Rabbi Yehuda says that if the blood spills, yomos hamishtaleach. Literally, the mishtaleach should be left to die. Meis hamishtaleach yishpa hadam. And if the mishtaleach died, the blood should be spilled. Now look at Rashi for just a moment. Rabbi Huda seems to be saying he's repeating his same shita. Rabbi Huda says, well, so he's going back to what we learned before. So now let's say again, you shechted the seir Hashem, and the blood spilled. The blood spilled. So what do you do now? So what do you have to do now? The blood spilled. You have to shech a new Hashem, but you can't just shech a new seir Hashem. What do you have to do? You have to bring a new pair. So if you have to bring a new pair, then what happened to the previous seir Hashem? Is left to die. That's what Rabbi Huda said before. Similarly, if the Mishtaleach dies, let's say, again, I'll say it's a different kind of case. Let's say the blood didn't spill, 
but the seer that was supposed to go at La'azazel dies, then what do you have to do? You have to go ahead and do a new lottery, two new goats. Therefore, what do you do with the blood that you have in hand? You spill it out. So I'm saying, Rabbi Huda just seems to be repeating that which he said before. Meaning, once Rabbi Huda said that the leftover animal dies, then all he's doing is repeating that same concept in this second case as well. So the Gemara will ask why they need to repeat it. Okay. So says the says the Mishnah. Turn around, on. Says the says the says the Gemara. Turn around, on. Yikach shnei si'irei izim miut. Excuse me. Miut si'irei shnaim. Ma tamud loma shnei. So both say now we're going to go back now and focus a little bit on this idea. The Mishnah began with a concept, and the concept was that the two seer, the two goats of Yom Kippur, must be exactly the same in every single regard. So says the Gemara, now where do we know that from? So also what's interesting is the fact that the Torah says, Yikach shnei seireizim. So the Torah says on Yom Kippur, you have to take two goats. So the Gemara says like this, Miut seireizim. If the Torah wouldn't have said shnei, Right, Buddha just said siire. So siire at a minimum means what? Mm-hmm. Two. So shnaim. Excuse me. Ma shnei. So I'll say again. You could have expressed the same idea and left out the word shnei. If you would have just said yikach siire izim, I would have said that an unqualified siire by definition means what? By definition means two. So why do you have to go ahead and put in there shnei as well? Oh, sheiyu shneihen shavin. So the Gemara says, to teach us what? That the two have to be identical. So Shnei is not here to teach us a numeric lesson, but Shnei is here to teach us a qualitative lesson, that the two animals should be identical <coughs> to whatever degree possible. So the Gemara says, Minayin shnei I, But how do we know that even though Shnei teaches me that they should be identical, but how do we know that even if they're not identical, what? The carbon is still good. Talmud Lomar, Seir, Seir, Therefore, the Torah goes out of its way to say seir, seir, twice. Reba. So we'll say the fact that it says seir, seir, twice indicates that what? That they could be independent and separate seirim. So we'll say, so now listen, listen to this drasha. So here's what we have. On one hand, we have shnei, to teach me what? That lemaisa, again, they should be identical. They should be identical. And now, but again, lest you think that they're I, I, identicality. Is that a word? No, it is now. Okay, good. <laughs> the, the identicality is ma'akev. Or the identical kite is right, is ma'akev. So again, therefore, it says seir seir. And seir seir says, no, they could both be individual. So they should be identical. But even if they're not, the carbon is still good. So that's this. The Gemara says, Taima, Taima de Rabbi Rachmanahai. So I'll say, here's what's interesting. So the reason, the reason why I know that Bidi Evet, even if they're not identical, that the two seirim are good is because the Torah goes out of its way to state seir seir. Ha lo Rabbi Rachmana Hava Amina Psulin. Had the Torah not given me this ribui of Seir Seir, I would have said that if they're not identical, it's possible. So Ikuva Minalan. How do we know that it's Makiv? And I will say what the Gemara is asking is a very interesting question. What the Gemara is saying is Ikuva Minalan means just because the Torah says Shnei, Shnei could just mean Lechatri, which as we understand, Shnei means Lechatri, that they should be identical. How do we know how? But here, so again, so follow this train of thought for just a moment. So remember, we say it says shnei seireizim. I don't need shnei. Why don't I need shnei? Right? Because seire by definition means at least two. But Torah says shnei. What does shnei come to teach me? That they have to be identical. They have to be identical. I. How do we know that they have to be identical? But if they're not, it still works. How do I know that? Seir seir. 
So the inference from the Gemara is, had it not said Seir, Seir, so Shnei would have meant they have to be identical. And what? And what? And Lamai said, if you didn't, but the Ebed, the cover wouldn't be good. So Gemara said, how do you know that? How do you know that Shnei, without, without Seir, Seir, would actually mean that they have to be identical, Le'ikuva, they have to be identical, and if they wouldn't be identical, the entire Avodu would be compromised. Sakadai Tchamina, I would have thought the following. Sakadai Tchamina, Shnei, Shnei, Shnei Ksiv. Oh, because it doesn't just say Shnei once, says the Gemara. It says Shnei three times throughout the Psukim of the Seirim. And therefore what? And therefore what? And therefore the mice again, Shnei, Shnei, Shnei teaches me what? The Torah is coming along three times to impress upon us that the animals must be identical. So I'm, that's why, that's the Havamina. So I might have thought because it says Shnei, 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 Therefore, the Havamim is that they have to be identical, and it's Li'ikuva, and it's Li'ikuva. Therefore, Kamash Malon what? Kamash Malon Vahashta, the Rabbi Rachmana Seir, Seir, oh, sorry, so before we get to that. So we'll say, that's the Havamim. The Havamim is not just that it says Shnei once. It says Shnei three times. I would have thought three times Shnei tells you they have to be identical. Therefore, what the Torah says, Seir, Seir, to teach me what? Lechatchila, it should be identical. But Bediyevet, even if they're not, it's okay. So the Gemara says like this. So now the hashtag, the Rabbi Rachmana Seir Seir, Shnei 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 Lamali. So we'll say, so now what's the pshat? So now it's like contradictory drushes. So you tell me Shnei 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 teaches me what? That I would have thought the Havamina is that it's Likuva. They have to be identical. Seir Seir comes to teach me what? That no, but the evidence is okay even if they're not identical. Okay. So now that I have Seir Seir teaches that they don't have to be identical, then what? Then what, then what do I need Shnei, Shnei, Shnei for? To which the Gemara says, I'll tell you. Chad l'nare, v'chad l'koma, v'chad l'damim. So I also remember now what Shnei, Shnei, Shnei teaches me. So now we have a tempered Shnei, Shnei, Shnei drasha. So Shnei, Shnei, Shnei is tempered by Seir, Seir. So what does Shnei, Shnei, Shnei teach me? It teaches me that I would like the two ghosts to resemble each other. How? In three ways. In, in, in mare, in appearance, Coma, coma, stature, domim, value. So the Gemara says, "Tiny namiachi." You have a brayer that supports this. Gabe kisve, gabe kisve mitzora. Torah speaks out this by the sheep offering by the mitzora. What does the Torah say? Yikach shnei kivasim. So the Torah says, "You will take two lambs." So now the Gemara asks, "I don't understand the lashon." Miut kivasim shnayim. Ma tamad lomar shnei. So we'll say same question as we had before. So remember, had the Torah just said kvasim unqualified, so kvasim unqualified would mean how many? Would mean two. So then why, why do I need the word shnei? Sheyihiyu shneihen shavin. It comes to teach us what? That the two lambs of the Mitzorah should be identical. How do I know that even if they're not identical, the, the carbon is still good? Talmud Lomar, keves, 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 riba. Oh, so the Torah is what? So also the Torah is keves, keves. And what does keves, keves teach me? That even if they're both individual kavasim, even if they don't look alike, the carbon is still good. Reba. So the Gemara says, Taima dirabi rachmana. So the only reason why we know that Bidi Eved, the two sheep of the Mitzorah, even if they're not identical, are still good for kavanos, is because the Torah gave me, Torah gave me the ribuy of keves, 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 excuse me, keves, keves. Ha lo rabbi rachmana. But had the Torah not said keves, keves, Hava, I mean, the psulin. I would have said that what? That if the animals are not identical, they're puzzle. So the Gemara says, Kuva minavan. How do we know that? How do we know that identicality 
would have been Le'ikuva by the Kvasim of the Mitzorah. Sakadai Tchamino Tihiyeksiv. Oh, because also why? Because the Torah says by Mitzorah. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Tihiyeksiv, it's the first short line in Rashi. Rashi says, Zos Tihiyeksiv Torah Samitzorah. So we'll say, what the Gemara is asking over the Torah is Zos Tihia Torah Samatsora. So Tihia, the Gemara understands to mean that the, the, the Matsora process must look like this and you may not deviate. So I might have thought that that prohibition of deviating from the stated structure of Hashem Matsora would mean what? That, that, the, that the animals, the two lambs, two sheep, have to be identical. And if they're not identical, then what? Then Lamaisi would compromise the avoda. So the Gemara says, "Vahashta the Rabbi Rachmana keves keves tihiyeh lamali." Aye. So if that's the case, but once the Torah says keves keves, and also remember, what does keves keves teach me? Keves keves teaches me that the animals need not be identical bidiyeved. So what does tihiyeh teach me? To which the Gimara says, "Lishar haviyaso shalmetzora." Oh, you know what it teaches me? It teaches me about that for the rest of the processes of Metzorah, you may not deviate at all. And if you deviate, you compromise the Avodah. Sigmar says, Tanan Nami Hachi, Sachi is interesting. In the Metzorah Sashas, they change this to Tanya Nami Hachi. Or I should say, Tanya Nami Gabe Metzorah. We have another, we have another Braisa that states this concept by Metzorah. Kiai Gavna, along with this same thing. Tsipurim, Tsipurim. So I will say the Torah speaks about the bird offerings of the Mitzorah. So what does what does Tsipurim? Miut Tsipurim Shnaim. So remember, again, I will say the Pasik says, the Torah says, Vlakach Lechate Esabayis Shtei Tsipurim. It's actually talking about Saras Habayis, Saras in the home. You will take for the person two Tsipurim. So same Kasha. Miut Tsipurim Shnaim. I will say, what is Tsipurim? Unqualified Tsipurim means what? Means two. So Matamulomar Shtei. Why do, why do we have to say the word two? To which the Gemara says, It teaches me that what? <laughs> that the two birds should be identical. So the Gemara says, How do we know that even if the birds are not identical, the bird offering is still kosher? To which the Gemara says, Talmud Lomar, Tzipor, Tzipor, Riba. So we'll say same thing. Seir, Seir, Keves, Keves, Tzipor, Tzipor. Torah comes along and says, no, even if they're not identical, the carbon is still good. Reba. So the says, time it, Rabbi Rachmana. So the only reason why, even if the birds are not identical, the carbon is kosher, is because the Torah went out of its way to say, Tzipor, Tzipor, holo Rabbi Rachmana psulos. I, but the inference from that is, had the Torah not said, Tzipor, Tzipor, Shtei would have taught me that the, that, the, that the birds must be identical, and if they're not, the avod is compromised. Where do we know that? From Ikuva Minalon, Sakadai Tchamina, Tiexif, Oh, because I will say, what does it say by Mitzorah? It says by Mitzorah, Tia, Zos Tia, Torah, Mitzorah. And what does Tia teach me? That it must be in this explicit order. Therefore, again, the birds must be identical. But now that the Torah gave me a reboy of Tzipor, Tzipor, and Tzipor, Tzipor teaches me what, Rabbosai? That even if the birds are not identical, the avodah is still good. So Tihia Lamali. So then what do I need Tia for? What does Tia teach me? The Shar Haviyaso Shal Mitzorah. Oh, you know what it comes to teach me? It comes to teach me by other parts of the, of the Mitzorah offering that they must follow the scriptural script. And if you go ahead and you deviate, you compromise the avodah.
So I'll say, now the Gemara, so I'll say, we have three different instances of this same concept. So we see it now by the Sirim of Yom Kippur, we see it by the Kevasim of Mitzorah, and we see it by the Tziporim of Mitzorah. In all of these cases, what you have is a Lechatchila idea of having the two animals identical. Bidi Eved, you have a rebu- you have a reboy in those Pesukim that teaches you Bidi Eved, that even if they're not identical, the Avodah is still good. So Gemara says, Ihachi Gabe Timidinami. I will say, so why don't we say, let's apply this paradigm to the Karbanos Timidim. I will say, the Karbanos Timidim are the daily sacrifices. And why don't you say the following? Neyma Kivasim. So we'll say, what does the Torah say? Torah says that you will take the Kivasim B'nei Shana, Shnaim Layom Tamid. Right? So again, I will say, why don't you say the same thing over here? Remember, this is talking about now the Tamid Shal Shachar and the Tamid Shal Binabim, the morning offering, morning communal offering, the afternoon communal offering. So why don't they say the following? Kivasim, miut kivasim shnaim. I will say, remember, unqualified kivasim would mean at least two. Ma Tamid Lomar shnaim. So why, do you, why does the Pasik have to say that you have to bring two sheep, two lambs, for the purpose of your communal offerings? Shu shnei and shavin. Maybe you should come to teach me that what? That the two animals have to be exactly identical. And how do I know that even if the animals are not identical, the carbon is still kosher? Talmud Lomar, Keves, Keves, Reba. Keves, Keves, Reba. Therefore, again, the Torah tells me that what? That Lamaisa Keves, Keves means they don't have to be identical. So the Gemara says, Then I will say, the Gemara asks the Kasha, but we know that by the Tamidin, by the Tamid Shal Shachar, Tamid Shal Ben Arbaim, there is no concept of what? There is no concept that they have to be identical. So, so the Gemara was just kind of saying, you know, I can make the same drasha over here by the communal offerings, but yet I also know that what? That that in fact is not an obligation of those karbanos. <laughs> so therefore, what do I do with these drushes? <laughs> I need these drushes, I need this shnaim, and keves, keves for another reason. Shnaim <laughs> layom. So, so the Gemara says, Shnayim Layom teaches me what? That they have to be literally opposite the day. Now, what does that mean? So, Atomer Kineget Hayom, O Eino Ela, O Eino Maybe Shnayim Layom means that there are two obligations per day. What do you mean Kineget Hayom? Kishu Omer Esakeves Echad Ta'asabavoker, Vesakeves Hashini Ta'asemin Harbaim, Hari Choves Hayom Amar. So, both say, when the Torah says you'll bring one in the morning, one in the afternoon, so that tells me my obligations of the day. So, what does it mean when it says you have to have two for the day? Keneget Hayom. It has to be corresponding or opposite the day. Rabbi said, what does that mean? Tamid shal shachar. You know, we'll have, to, we'll have to stop over here for today because of time. But Amir Tzum will pick up with this tomorrow. So we'll say, where we're holding with this is the following. What we've established is in three different circumstances. The Shnei Seirim of Yom Kippur, the two Kivasim of Mitzorah, and the two Tziporim of Mitzorah all share a common theme, which is L'Chatchila, they must be identical, but Bidi Evet, even if they're not, even if they're not, it's okay. The problem that we've encountered is you can make the same drasha by the Karbanos Tamidin, by the daily communal offerings, but yet we know that by the daily communal offerings there is no obligation, even L'Chatchila, to have them identical. If that's the case, what do we do with the verb of Shnaim by the Kabbalah's Tamid. We'll see that in Mirat Hashem tomorrow. Why would we have assumed that when the Pasuk says Shnei Why would we assume that when it says Shnei? Or Havi Yasin Tehei or whatever.
Right. 